Another edition of the Sports Pen on this lovely mid-March afternoon, a Wednesday that feels like it's a little summery out there. And I tell you what, we are uh, delighted to be joined by several guests who come here fre- uh, frequently and delight us with their presence. And today's no different because John Michael Hofling of ABC10 is here. What's oh, up, Mike? I thought you were going to say, and today is the most illustrious one or something You're like pretty that. darn illustrious, I'll give you that. Thank you, thank you. Well, man, it's good to have you here. I, I tell you what, you're uh, looking a little tired. Yeah, I am a little tired. It's been tough falling asleep lately. Yeah, well, yeah. tournament week, we'll do that for you. March Madness, tournament weeks, I guess we can call it. Yeah. You know what's crazy? March Madness ain't even that far away. No, March. it isn't. Well, and it's already here in the UP. I know. It's already here. And I, I tell you what, March Madness, I guess, could be far away, depending on what happens with this whole coronavirus outbreak and what have you people All these were schools, saying they were going to move it to april uh they can't that doesn't sound right april madness and i know half the tournament is played in april and like the biggest games are in april but it's would you have to push it to may then at that point may madness basically <laughs> it's like some guy brought this up on golic and wingo today some guy called in or left him a voicemail and said you know we have like a month between uh the final week of the college football season then the bowl games could we do the same thing with march madness I mean, that makes sense, but logistically, uh, financially, I don't think it makes sense. Yeah, uh, I I wouldn't think that that would be something of interest for the NCAA. Now, and, uh, even the venues, I mean, they book these out months in advance. I mean, these venues aren't just there for March Madness. They're hosting things like concerts, all kinds of other stuff, and you got to work around all those schedules and logistics, and I, I just... We've never seen something like this, like <laughs> what we're getting with coronavirus. Oh, no, you're coughing. <laughs> no, Are just- you sick? No. No? No. You, it, w- would you tell me if you were? Yeah. Okay, good. I, I wouldn't think, be here if I, I was. I don't think you have coronavirus, but, man. There's this, just something in my throat right now. Okay, well, people, you need, you need a little water? <laughs> you get a cup of water? I might, actually. <laughs> go get yourself a cup of water if you need it. I tell you what, all right, so Michael's going to go get himself a cup of water. Uh, until then, until he gets back, talking about this whole coronavirus outbreak, what have you, it's it's weird because we've never seen something like this before. We have seen colleges cancel classes or at least postpone classes for about a month. Notre Dame just did that today, and you know how I'm a Notre Dame diehard, and they are canceling classes until April 13th in the wake of the coronavirus. And it's like we've never seen something like this before where people are, I don't want to say petrified, but they're gripped by the fear of what if. And it's affecting sports. I mean, we're we're in a situation here in the United States where we're talking about if we need to postpone sports, if we need to play in different venues or in certain cities that don't have an outbreak, that are unaffected. And, like, Italy is completely shut down. Like, we're dealing with this from a sports aspect, from a business a- aspect. Italy is completely shut down. They are null and void of anything, of any sort of daily life out there. I have family that was supposed to go to Italy this summer. That got canceled. I tell you, hey, Michael's back. How do you feel now, Mike? Uh, I don't know. I'm <laughs> Michael's got his water. We're ready to resume the show. A cup of water with me, just in case that comes up on me like a wild hog again. Well, hey, we're uh, glad that you're, uh, you know, safe. Yeah, not not choking. That you're able to breathe properly yeah, that and that you're weird. not sick. That was weird. All. I felt fine ten seconds before I left. Well, I I tell you what, I I don't make light of the coronavirus, anything like that. I don't want to. Uh, oh, I do. You, you do. 
Yeah, Why? I don't think it's a big deal. Well, my, people are dying. I mean, we don't want to make light yeah, of it. Yeah, people die from the flu, too. Yeah, but that's true, but still. In fact, more people die from the flu in terms of a percentage than people who are dying from coronavirus currently. And there are people out there who are like, I don't need to get my flu shot today. So why are people freaking out about coronavirus? It's 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 a whole thing, man. Like, I know that I'm part of the media and I'm part of the problem of why it's becoming such a big deal. And why fear people are, mongerer. Yeah, and people are like overreacting about it, but I literally am not fearful at all. Yeah, I heard uh, today, uh, today or yesterday were the first cases recorded in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And ask me if I'm worried. Are, are you? No, worried? no. That was a pretty quick no. No, not at all. I will, I'm not at all. Well, I, if somebody gave me a thousand dollars to kiss somebody on the mouth with coronavirus, easy. I would, I would, 100%, I'd do that. What was in that water? Because you've come back like a completely different person, like rejuvenated the Michael that we've come to know on this show. I love you. I don't know about the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, no, people love you. Um, I, I, maybe it doesn't concern you necessarily because you wouldn't necessarily be at risk for it, but. People that are, you know... People that are older, yeah, exactly. I understand People that. with and, respiratory and, problems in their 60s, 70s, 80s are seemingly are the people who die from yeah. this. And while it might not affect us, I, mean, I do worry for those people. No, I do worry for those people, and that's why we need to, as younger people, take precautions at the same time, because mm-hmm. we don't want to spread it to people who can actually be affected by it. Well, people in this office are, like, freaked out about it. I mean, just... I, I Jim, our PD, washed his hands for five minutes today, and I know that because... I'm standing That's outside. A shower tanning? No, no, no. He was washing his hands for five minutes. We don't have a shower here, Michael. And I know that because I was waiting to tell him something, and I'm just standing outside the bathroom like a weirdo for about five minutes, and then Jim finishes washing his hands. I mean, good for him. I mean, that's cleanly. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying people around here are worried. Yeah, they. I mean, people who could actually be affected, could actually be harmed by it. I mean, there's a reason to be. But in terms of myself personally. Not too scared. No? Well, that's kind of a, a gift, I think. That's, yeah. That uh, puts you in a good I'm category. lucky enough, but, I mean, like, I'm not going to put my grandparents at risk. Right. Anything, so. No, so you got to wash your hands. Take Do the yeah. gym approach as far as washing your hands. Yeah. yeah. Every five minutes. Wa- no, wash four or five minutes. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that's what he did. Um, I tell you what, we have a bit more of that coming up, what have you. Uh, I did want to talk about Al Michaels because I didn't even get to this yesterday. I had too full of a show uh, Al Michaels is not coming to ESPN to complete the Monday Night Football Dream Team with Peyton Manning. Instead, NBC declined that trade offer, which we don't know the details of, but they declined to trade Al Michaels. How about that? Isn't it weird how stations are trading each other now? Mm-hmm. Trading people? Yeah. Trading talent? And you know what? I, I think broadcast rumors, broadcaster trade rumors, are a hundred times more interesting than player trade rumors. Maybe. I, I think so. I mean, when's the last time that we've had a trade... That's been that interesting. That's been as interesting as Al Michaels potentially getting shipped over by NBC to ESPN and pairing him up with Peyton Manning. I mean, yeah, that would be a big deal. But when's it, when have we had a player I mean, trade I, like that? I only think that it's like that because it's new and exciting because we haven't seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I mean, there have been trades that have been new and yeah, exciting. Yeah, but when's the last one that has gotten that kind of level, at least for me, for Al Michaels? The, the Al Michaels level of excitement. Yeah, yeah. When I I can't think of a trade that has invoked that You're level of the, excitement. Strictly the NFL. No, no, anything. Just any trade. Any trade. Any trade. The Manny Machado trade got me pretty excited. Did it? Well, yeah. that was a signing. 
No, no, for, oh, for the, oh, to the LA Dodgers. Okay, okay, yeah, when he went to the Dodgers. Why would that excite you? You're a Giants fan. I'm a baseball fan first. <laughs> I've, I've, I've said this multiple times. Like, I'm a bigger fan of the sport than I am of any individual team. <sighs> I, 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 I guess I feel that way about the NFL, but I can do that for all sports. I tell you what, the NBA and NHL playoffs are starting less than a month, and uh, I know that doesn't excite you at all because neither teams are making it. Is that why you're a bigger, <laughs> bigger fan of the, of the sport than you are the team? No, I mean, you take a look at the, um, the teams I follow over the last decade. I mean, every single year since 2010, at least one team in the Bay Area has made it to a finals. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have reason to be excited about my teams in that area and whatnot. I have reasons to be excited about the Warriors, despite them being terrible, because they're going to sign Giannis next year and they're going to oh. draft James Wiseman. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. I, I, I did want to ask you about the Warriors and what your opinion is on them and what kind they're of fine. shape they'll be in next they're year. Fine. Because, yeah, this year they're not playing for anything. But next year they'll have Steph for the entire season, presumably. You'd have uh, Clay Thompson back. You can go out and you can sign somebody. I don't think it'll be Giannis. But uh, even if they don't, Draymond Green and they draft James Wiseman. How about Yudoka Azabuki out of Kansas, the seven footer? Mm-hmm. I think he'd be great. I think a lot of NBA teams would like him. I think Wiseman is the safer pick at this point. Probably. The, Warrior, the Warriors are a team that still has Clay and Steph and Draymond and has cap space to uh, to, to spend right now. And without, now they have Wiggins. Yeah, and Wiggins too. They have cap space to burn without uh, Kevin Durant. So they are a team that's window is still open when fully healthy. So they need to pick somebody who's more reliable, safer. They don't need to take a huge risk right now. The current team as it is, Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Wiggins, where would that team finish in the Western Conference right now? I'd say now? about fourth. You think so? Fifth. Fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere in there. Who would be ahead of them? The two LA teams? Two LA teams are probably Denver. Denver, okay. Uh, maybe Houston? Maybe Houston. How about Dallas? Dallas in a couple of years. I think Dallas is like two, three years away from being a top tier Western Conference team. They got to play defense first. Yeah, they got to figure out how to play defense. <laughs> they can score the ball. They can yeah. score the ball just fine. But I tell you what, until they can figure out on the defensive end, no, Dallas is not competing for a championship anytime soon. Uh, I did kind of put off the tease for almost the entire segment here, talking about what we're going to be talking about today. As we often do, we get sidetracked, what have you. Uh, we've got some baseball talk because you know it's two weeks from today. Well. Two weeks from this week. Uh, opening day. Opening day. Yeah. Opening day. Two weeks away. So we got some MLB talk. We'll play a little over under on that. Plus, you got to think about this one because this is a fun segment that was just brought up to me uh, by by Jared Koski, who's my broadcast partner with Westwood Athletics. If you could take three athletes and make them your golf partners, you can play golf with any three athletes, retired uh, coaches, what have you. Who would you pick? I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that now, so you have time to think about it. Uh, but I'm gonna tease that to the audience too. You don't get think about it. if you have a golfing foursome. Who are the other three guys you would pick? We'll do a category for retired athletes. Uh, we might do coaches too, if, depending if time permits. All that and more coming up over the course of today's show here on ESPN UP. Before we do go to our first break, though, Michael. Now that Al Michaels is out, who does ESPN get for Monday Night Football? Who would you like to see? For Monday Night Football? Mm-hmm. As a play-by-play? Yeah. Okay. Analysts, too, if you want. I mean, analysts is so much harder because there's so many players I would like to see. Mm-hmm. I really think that Bruce Arians, like, I know he's a coach now, but Bruce Arians was an analyst for, like, a really short time. Mm-hmm. 
They never gave him the light of day. He no. was always like the fourth guy and whatnot. But I like you know how I feel about Bruce Arians. I yep. think he's a great coach, and I think he could provide a lot. So okay. if we're talking just anybody, Bruce Arians, sure. but if we're talking somebody who I think would actually be possible, I mean, I'd love to see Peyton. I, I do too. Yeah. I hope Peyton makes it. Um, I hope he does end up getting the job. I hope Pat not, McAfee gets it. Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee would be good. They're grooming him for that. I right now so. they got him on the XFL, but they're grooming him for that. Uh, Dan Orlovsky is somebody I think would be great with that job. Play by play, though, for me, there is no bar greater at ESPN than Sean McDonough. I want him back. I want him back on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I like that. That's my guy. I tell you what, uh, we could do a whole segment on that, and we did actually a few weeks in the show when Ryan Steed was here, uh, the pinnacle of sportscasters. But we got to take our first time out. When we come back, uh, what do we want to talk about? We'll do this baseball uh, little over-under with 2019 baseball win totals next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back, Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hoefling with you. Glad you're along this Wednesday afternoon. We've got some over-under with 2019 baseball win totals. We're going to go through those with Michael here in a moment. First, got a question, though, for you, Mike. Am I boring? Because I I feel like I'm going through a midlife crisis today. Okay. Um, Here's the background on this. Um, (laughs) Yeah, feel free to ask follow-up questions anytime, Michael. Um, I woke up today, and my first thought was, nope. I was just just no. drained of energy today. No, no, that, no, but that, that's no. not it. That's not it, though. Okay. So I'm going on about my day, and you know what? I've been, he's shaking his head. Uh, I'm going on about my day, and you know what had been on my mind? I was looking forward to so much today. Uh, I was looking forward to using these new Subway gift cards that I got. And I'm just jacked about this, way more than I should be, and I know it, but I'm like, is, is this good like am i am because if i'm feeling this way right now in my 20s i'm gonna be a really boring middle ager like and i was so excited then i came back here i shouted out to jim our pd when i got back i said jim i got my subway and i even treated myself to a cookie how about that and i'm like am i boring like i'm gonna if if i'm not now i'm gonna be a really boring middle ager if that's what's bringing me pleasure during my work the day. way you tell your story makes me think that you want me to say yeah you're boring I, I don't know <laughs> i mean i i want clarity no 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 you're fine you're fine i'm okay, excited good. about that stuff too you good. know what's weird my grandmother sent me a cracker barrel gift card Ooh, do they have those around here no that's the thing it's <laughs> <laughs> more of a southern restaurant yeah I the think. nearest one is in louisville from here? Yeah. From the UP? From I was looking it up. Don't they have one in Iowa? I'm pretty sure I've been to one in, like, Des Moines. I Well, I don't know. I couldn't find one anywhere except for Louisville. I'm, I'm, I think there's one in Des Moines, or at least there used to be. Omaha might have one. I can't remember. Either way, those are not very close. No, they're not. But, hey, if you're ever making the trek down to Louisville, Des Moines, well, Omaha. What would I do that for? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, some good places, cool towns. Well, I don't if I can find a, I just, I don't know. I, there, there is no sporting event I can think of where I would need to drive down to Omaha. <laughs> uh, College World Series. Yeah. College Northern, World Series coming Northern up. Northern Michigan and Michigan Tech aren't exactly going to that. Well, that's because soon. they don't have baseball. They don't yeah. offer baseball at the yeah. schools. Um, <laughs> you have uh, you have Stanford, maybe. Maybe they make a run. I don't know, I don't know if Stanford's yeah, good at baseball. I don't, I don't cover Stanford, though. Yeah, yeah, but you could go as a fan. I don't cover Notre Dame. I'm not going like to drive 16 hours to go someplace as a fan. What if they are like, 
undefeated? What if they're like forty three and zero when they get? I there? don't know anybody on Stanford baseball. So? I would I would watch Chapman baseball and like I, I would rather go to Chapman baseball games than I would. What if they make the Division three World Series again? And that was that was in Cedar Rapids. That's in Iowa. That's, you can make that That's trip in Des Moines. That's not that no. far. I would want to cover them. Uh, would I want to cover that? Why I mean, not? I would want to be part of the media. If I'm going to go any place that's like super far away, I want to be part of the media while I'm covering it. Right. What if so, Finlandia gets really hot? Finlandia? Yeah, what if they get really hot? I, I don't know how good Finlandia is. I know they're not playing any home games this year. Really? Because of field conditions, the conference, you know, they're part of a conference. Actually, but the sense. conference said, we're not taking a chance on Man, your field conditions. That makes sense. How, could you imagine that, trying to build a program with no home games? That's tough. I don't, right. know, I don't know how good or how not good. You I don't say, know. Here's how you market that. I'm off school, folks. Hey, how about that? Join the team. Yeah, well, coronavirus is happening right now, too, and that's getting people time off schools they don't. Well, did you see Notre Dame is uh, taking the next month off? No, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, Notre Dame. How about that? Either or. Uh, we've got baseball win totals to uh, go over under with. So what I'm going to do here, Michael, is I'm going to pose you uh, some of the top win totals from 2019. You tell me, will this team win more or less than in... Uh, 2019. Sounds good. Let's start with the team who won more games than anyone else in the National League, the Dodgers. 106 wins for them. Will they go over that, under that, or will they repeat? Under. Think under 106. Mm-hmm. I don't care that they had Mookie Betts. This is a pitching league. Pitching wins games. You got games. David Price. Oh, great. You got David Price, but you lost Hyunjin Ryu, who was second in Cy Young voting last year. They and that's a big problem. Meta. Yeah, and I think Walker Buehler is going to be a big deal. I think he's going to get a lot better, but Kershaw's consistently on the IL at this point. David Price ain't what he used to be. Walker Buehler could be something great, but the loss of Hyunjin Ryu hurts way more than the addition of Mookie Betts in my eyes. I look at their division, I'm like, did anyone else in that division get better? I think the Padres got better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks got better. Well, they did add Madison Bumgarner. And, Kettle, uh, and uh, Starling Marte. They did. They did. They had a pretty good offseason. They got Starling Marte, Kettle Marte. They, they, they're really good, actually. They are, they are very good. Eduardo Escobar. Yep, he's still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think the Giants got better, and I don't think the Rockies got better. And I think, honestly, the Rockies are going to continue to get worse. The Giants, we know they're going through the rebuild. So I don't know about their division, but I just can't say that a team that went out and got Mookie Betts, I mean, maybe the best, and he's not the best player in baseball. but <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I know, but what would you say he's top three in the National League? Yeah, yeah I would, yeah, but I, I, I don't care. I, I, I really don't. I mean, Mike Trout has made the playoffs once in his career. Mm -hmm. He's made the playoffs once, and he's the best player in baseball. He might be the best player ever. Yeah, but you insert him into a 106-win team. I just can't see how they don't win as many games. does not matter. It's all all about pitching at this point. I would pay for five pitchers before I would pay for any one position player at this point in Major League Baseball. Fair enough. The the Houston Astros, good team, right? Couldn't Mm -hmm. win the World Series until they got Justin Verlander. Well, they cheated. Yeah. That helped. Yeah, but even still, you know how long they were cheating before that. Um, that's true. And they weren't cheating on the pitching end. How were they, they weren't cheating on the pitching end. No. Just, Justin Verlander wasn't cheating. No, but, but they, they were dominant on the run. pitching end. Well, they got run support. Yeah, but... They knew yeah, they could get... It's pitching at this point. In fact, take a look at the last, what, what, 10 World Series? What one of those teams, other than the, maybe the 2018 Red Sox, or the 2017 Astros, but they were cheating? Mm. One... Were any of those teams better at hitting than they were at pitching? Um, it's hard to think of one. Probably not. It's a pitching league. It you is have a pitching to be good league. At pitching. Well, especially in October, that's where it really comes into play. Uh, you did mention the Astros, though, and they're just—they're so weird to try and predict right now. Uh, 
I don't see them getting as many wins as last year. Do you? No, not in the wake of this. You know, not not in the wake of them. Even even if this whole thing didn't come out, the loss of Garrett Cole, same thing. Yep. Pitching. I mean, do we think that they'll win a hundred games this year? I, I think don't. they'll get close. I think ninety five might be reasonable. They'll make the playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah, they'll make the playoffs. But the Angels are getting better. They might they might challenge for that division. Angels are going over. Angels are going to go over. Well, well, they're they're coming up here in a little bit. Uh, the Yankees with a hundred three wins last year. They are going over. Adding Garrett Cole. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. Stanton and Judge could be out the entire season. I do not care. They're they're going over. Well, they probably are going to be out because they get hurt every time the wind blows on them. Yeah, it doesn't matter. The addition of Garrett Cole is too much. All right, all right. So the and that division is <laughs> not going to do anyone else any favors. I yeah. mean, you got the Rays kind of to worry about. I don't think the Yankees will worry I much. Mean, the about Orioles it. are still atrocious, but yeah. the Blue Jays added Hyunjin Ryu, and I think that's a big deal. Yeah, but what are the Blue Jays going to do this year? I mean, win, finish, a couple, win a couple more games than last year. Yeah, but they're still going to finish like 10 under 500. I mean, that's not that bad. Yeah, it kind of is when you in do that it division? like four years in a row, though. Yeah, but in that division? Uh, there's one really good team there. There's one team that does more with a lot less that is kind of good. Tampa Bay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got yeah, the Red Sox. Know. The Red Sox are pretty good. Not anymore. No, they've given up on 2020 before it's yeah. even started. Uh, how about, and you know, I'm, I'm not going to give my thought. Well, I will, of course, at some point. But uh, I'm too emotionally invested in the Twins, and they're 101 wins from last year. I want to get your thoughts. Will they go over, under, repeat with 101? They'll repeat about the same. I think so. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they go anywhere between 95 and 103. I am so conflicted on this because I'm emotionally invested in the sense that I look at this team, and I'm like, how did they get worse? Because I don't think they got worse. They, they didn't get worse. They added Josh Donaldson. Their offense is going to be outstanding. Uh, they did lose a few power bats with C.J. Crone, Jonathan Scope, Jason Castro. None of those players, though, is going to move the needle that much for me. Uh, pitching got better. They addressed their starting pitching. Got they, got, Kent Maeda. they got Maeda, Rich Hill, whose birthday is today, by the way, and Homer Bailey. So they pit, they got better with their pitchers. Yeah. They got they they got better on the offensive end, adding Josh Donaldson, who's going to move the needle way more than the loss of uh, Jonathan Scope or C.J. Crone would. Mm-hmm. And then pitching, they got better, but I mean, two of those people, they spent a lot of time on the IL. I, I they they had a good off season. They got they, better they, they this did. off they season, did. Did. and I don't know why I'm not confident. Why I'm still picking well, under because, to finish under 101 wins? Well, because last year they were a very lucky team in terms of just scoring runs they weren't supposed to do. A lot of people had really, really, really above-average years. Do you think Mitch Garver is going to have the same sort of year? Oh, Max yeah. Kepler, really? Yeah, I like this team. I like this offense. So you see, I don't know, man. I think a lot of them had career years. So I think a lot of them are going to fall a little bit further than where they were last year. But because they got better on other ends, the people who are brought in are going to make up for the loss of production from the rest of that team, which is why I think they're going to repeat about the same. You know what will just break my heart is if we find out the Twins had the production they did last year because they were cheating. If some sign-stealing scandal comes out about the Twins, and they didn't even win while they were doing it. Okay, here's the thing. They got sucked in the playoffs. Everybody calls me crazy because I I don't care about the Astros cheating, right? The, there have been reports coming out. There's nothing confirmed yet, but multiple reports have come out about uh, close to 17 to 19 teams doing the exact same thing that the Astros were. Mm. Nobody cares, though. No. Nobody cares, and it's exactly what I said. It's Everybody's doing it. It's just a matter of getting caught. The Nationals just got the, are one of the teams that are reported to have been doing it. Nobody cares, though. Yeah, but those are rumors. They just won a World Series. Yeah, but those are rumors. So, so they can't prove it, but... Th- 
like they can't 100% prove it yet. However, it's just if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Oh, come on, at, Michael. At some point, at no. some point. No, that's being a bad influence on here. Being a bad influence. Oh, Michael. No, yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying if the Twins did all that and still got swept, I would not only be heartbroken, but uh How would I'd you feel sad. if they did, but they won the World Series? Oh, I, I couldn't do it. I, they, really? They, no, I couldn't take pleasure in that. I'd be so heartbroken. Hmm. It's ill-gotten gain, even if the Twins won the World Series doing what the I Astros can't remember, did. I can't remember if the Twins were on that list I saw. The Brewers were. The Brewers, Brewers were. were. How about that? Yeah. Uh. Marwin Gonzalez does play for the Twins now, so maybe he brought something <laughs> over from Houston. I don't know. Um, let's get a few more here before the break. Atlanta, 97 wins a season ago. I don't see them repeating. No? No. I, I, they'll go under, but not too much. Okay. I, I could see them going 91, 90-ish wins. Do you think they win that division still? No, I think really? I, I really like the uh, Washington Nationals. Okay. I mean, even with the loss of Rendon, like I've said, it's still a pitching league, and they still have Corbin. They still have... Strasburg, they mm. still have Scherzer. That's the best threesome in the National League. So, yeah. all right, all I really right, like fair them. enough. Are you worried about the Mets and their pitching staff? I am a little bit, but uh, I mean, unless you find somebody else to defend or work around Pete Alonso in that lineup, I'm not too worried about their offense. And I still think Scherzer, Strasburg, and uh, Corbin is way better than Degrom and anybody else they could throw out there. Zach, who are they going to do? Zach Wheeler. <laughs> Noah Syndergaard, he ain't what he used Doesn't to be. Doesn't Wheeler play for the Phillies now? Either, exactly. That just goes to show. Um, another team with 97 wins last year, Oakland. Oakland will go over. You think so? Yeah, they consistently prove me wrong. And the first thing I want to think is, oh, they got lucky last year. Mm-hmm. Except they consistently find ways to do better with less, right? And they do it like taking half the year off. Like they have one half of the year where they're just kind of playing 500 ball. And then usually it's the second half, except 2014 when they were one of the best teams in baseball. They mm-hmm. fell off the wagon. Uh, usually they just go on a tear in the second half of the season. Yeah, they'll be better. Sean Manaya's back. Okay. Daniel Mangden's back. Okay. These are a lot of guys. Liam Hendricks, I think, is the only person that I could see falling off this year. All right. I mean, Marcus Simeon, too, but I mean, not really. Where did Marcus Simeon yeah. learn how to play defense is the thing. Like, a few years know. ago, he was the worst defensive shortstop in baseball, and now he's a gold glove winner. I know. It's weird. It is Baseball's so, fickle. Baseball is weird, but yeah. I love it. I love that about it. Uh, last one here before the break. Tampa Bay, 96 wins a year ago. They'll go under. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, I, I don't see anything about that team that says we're going to be better this year. All right. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Tanner Hoops, John Michael, hopefully with you. I do have a few more of these that I want to get to. We have to do it after the break, though, so we'll take our next time out, and we'll finish this next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back, Tanner Hoops. John Michael Hoefling with you. Glad you're along this Wednesday afternoon. Here's your Sports Center update. Washington Governor Jay Inslee announced this morning that any gathering of more than 250 people will be banned in the Seattle metro area in wake of the coronavirus. What's uh, coming up here in about two weeks? Opening day. Mariners games. Yeah. Are the Mariners going to play in front of an empty stadium? I don't know. I'd like yeah, to see it, though. It's entirely possible. It's weird. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is finalizing a deal to join WWE because, of course, he is. I hate wrestling, but I would 100% <laughs> watch the WWE for that. You have to that. do that. Yeah. Gronk has had a fun time since he retired. He was 
broadcasting a little bit with Fox, and by all accounts was just terrible. Uh, <laughs> and and now he's going to be a pro wrestler. Yeah, I mean that's what you do. You earn your money, but you don't want to risk any sort of long term effects. He slimmed down a ton. Yes, he has. Yeah, I mean he couldn't come back and play tight in the NFL. Do you think right now? No. I, I don't know that he could. Maybe like a wideout. I think he could play strong safety. That might work, yeah, but but no, he's he's not in football form. He still looks good. He's just he's not in football form right now, no. or at least tight end form. Yeah, he's not a big guy anymore. No. He's a, he's he's slender. He's still strong, but mm-hmm. he's much more slimmed out and slender. And finally, pineapples ripen faster when upside down. You have a take okay. on that, or should we move on? Uh, well, what kind of possible take would there be? <laughs> Danner Hoops, John Michael Hoefling with you. That is your Sports Center update. Continuing to play over under repeat with the 2019 Major League Baseball win totals. I got a few more here for uh, this segment. The Milwaukee Brewers, 89 wins last year. They were a wild card team. Under. You think so? Mm-hmm. Why's that? Christian Yelich was in a contract year last year. I mean, no, he wasn't in the contract year, but. Basically, but now he's got his money. Yeah, he's got his money now, and I don't think he has much to play for. I, I mean, I, I, pre- I predicted a decline for him last year, and what did he do? Proceed to have an even better year, right? Mm-hmm. However, the Brewers were somehow better when he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So they're a very difficult team to predict. I just don't think they have the pitching anymore. I continue to see downgrades from uh, people of the sorts. Ryan Braun, I don't think he'll have any sort of the same year. Lorenzo Cain continues to come on the decline. Locaine. Yeah, and there's no more use money, Grandal. Okay. That's a problem. That is a problem. And not only because he's a great bat behind the plate, but also he's a great pitch framer. He's a great guy to have behind there for your pitchers. And that's the one problem that Milwaukee has is starting pitching. So I don't even know who their starting catcher is this year, if he's a good pitch framer or not. Yeah, we don't know anything about him. They got rid of Eric Kratz. Yeah. Well, I like Eric Kratz. I did too. Where's he right now? I hope he's doing good wherever he is. Yeah. I like Eric Kratz. Either or, uh, the New York Mets, 86 wins a year ago. They'll they'll go higher. I think so, too. They're, they're a team on the up. Upgrade of their pitching staff. Pete Alonso is going to continue to get better. I see good things this year for the Mets. Mm-hmm. I have them as a wild card team. Really? Yeah. Who do you that? have winning that division? That division, I have Atlanta. Okay. That's uh, a really good division. That is a good division. Yeah, except the Phillies ain't going to win it. <laughs> Uh, the Phillies are coming up here. Uh, I've got their win total here in a moment. But first, the Cubs, 84 wins last year. They'll go They'll go up. First year with David Ross is going to be a good one. Yeah, it'll be a really good one. I, I mean, I don't – they're just too talented a team to fall short once again. Yeah? Yeah. They're too good. Okay. What if Chris Bryant's not there? I don't, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if Chris Bryant's not in the lineup? Yeah, I mean, that, that'll matter a little bit, but 84 wins for a team that has incredible starting pitching, a pretty solid bullpen, and just an all-around good lineup even without Chris Bryant. Yeah, but they, fin- wins. they finished third in that division last year. Now Cincinnati is really good. Cincinnati is good, but I mean, I, like I said, I think the Brewers will fall off a little bit. The Cardinals aren't going to get as lucky as they did last year, so I could see them winning 87, 88, and right. possibly competing for a wild card. 84, though, I think that's just way too low. I have them missing the playoffs this year. I, I mean, I could see them missing the playoffs, but they'll compete for a wild card, I think. How about Philadelphia? They were 500 last year, 81 and 81. You know what I want to say. I know what you want to say. That's, they're really, really, really good. They are. They are a really good team. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got rid of Gabe Kapler. Yeah, they did. That helps a lot. Uh, not your team, though. No, no, no. That that does not. <laughs> I hope the Giants aren't coming up. Uh, I think the Philadelphia Phillies will probably repeat as a 500 team under Joe Girardi. They'll go anywhere. 
They'll go anywhere from 80 wins to 85, 86 wins. Okay. And how much of that is dependent on Bryce Harper's performance? 1,000%. (laughs) I mean, Bryce Harper needs to be the superstar they paid him to be, and he's just not. No. He's not. He's got the same sort of statistics as Chris Davis in his prime, which Mm -hmm. is fine. Chris Davis was... Was he was all right? Mm-hmm. He was pretty good back in the day. However, Bryce Harper has a much higher. He here's the thing, right? <laughs> Bryce Harper has a higher whiff rate than Chris Davis did in his prime. Mm-hmm. Chris Davis, Chris Davis. This is a guy who was known for striking out, known for big power, and Bryce Harper whiffs in more pitches than he did. He has a higher whiff rate and a higher chase rate than Chris Davis has ever had. You just that, wind him up and watch him go. That's insane, right? I just wanted to get how you started do you with swing, Bryce Harper. How do you swing and miss at more pitches than Chris Davis? Chris that's, Davis in his prime. Yeah, that's what Bryce Harper does. And people are like, yeah, that's $330 million yeah, right Yeah, let's chill out that kind of money yeah. for him to go 500 There was a thing I sent you back on Valentine's Day, and it was a picture... Uh, it was a Valentine's card, and it had a picture of Bryce Harper on it, and the caption was, Are you a $330 million contract? Because I don't deserve you. Yeah, I deleted that immediately. <laughs> Either or, uh, so we have the Phillies as about a 500 team. Cincinnati, 75 wins last year, but they had a great offseason. Yeah, they're going to be way better. Yep. It's a really tough division, and I think that Cincinnati is one of those teams that they just really they struggled to live up to expectations. I mean, back in the day when they signed... Uh, Homer Bailey, they were getting Anthony Desclafani back when he was sort of on the come up, and mm-hmm. they just continued. Joey Votto then at that point just started to decrease. Eugenio Suarez came up, but like I've said, if you don't have pitching, you ain't going to be a good team. No. So they did get some pitching. Sonny Gray still really good. Trevor Bauer is going to be a great addition. So I think they'll be way better. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, though. I, I do actually have them as a playoff team. I have them as one of the wild card teams. So you have the Mets and Reds as The Reds as wild. is the wild card okay. teams. That'll be the NL wild card game this fall, in my opinion. Division winners, I've got the Dodgers, the Cardinals, and the Braves. Okay. Those are my five playoff predictions for the National League. You want to hear the American League? Sure. I've got Houston, Minnesota, and New York all repeating as division champions. I still think Houston's got enough to get it done there. The wild card teams is tough, but I'm going with the Angels and the Rays. Okay. Angels and Rays. Don't don't doubt the Oakland A's. I, Come I, on. I just don't know how it can't be the Angels or Rays. No, the Angels always underperform. The yeah, Rays. But they can't now. They can't. What do you mean they can't? I mean, they just can't. Look at the roster. Name three pitchers on that team. Um, Is Garrett Richards still on there? I mean, he might be, but he's always hurt. He, he is always hurt. He's he, another guy gets hurt when the wind blows. Um, Boy, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> three pitchers on the Angels. Someone put a gun in my head and told me to do that to save my life. I can do it. I, like, I can't think of anybody else. They they were they were going to go after Madison Bumgarner didn't get him. No, I'm gonna look this up. I'm gonna look at their depth chart right now. <laughs> Who? Because I'm sure that's what you woke up today thinking that you were gonna Google what is the Los Angeles Angels depth chart for the upcoming season. I like looking at this kind of stuff. I do too. I do too. But I didn't expect that. I did, even when the show started, I did not expect this is what we'd be pulling up. Well, well, here let me let me, let me just one sec. Oh, oh yeah. I, oh, that's I like that person. You like what? Uh, Andrew Heaney. They have Julio Tehran. Okay. Andrew Heaney, who, this is all the people after Shohei. So Shohei's their ace. All right. right. Then they got Andrew Heaney, Julio Tehran, Dylan Bundy, and Griffin Canning. Mm. That's uh, that's not exactly all-star caliber. Well, I mean, Julio Tehran used to be. 
He used to be. Andrew Heaney has shown signs. Okay. Dylan Bundy is something. <laughs> He's something. Uh, I mean, you got to show him. I don't think that's that. That's not as bad as I thought it was. No. I'm going to be honest. That's not as bad as I thought it was. Fair but enough. That being said, I still think the Oakland A's have the edge because they're getting back Sean Maniah. Okay. And even without Sean Maniah, for most of last year, 97 game winners. They could win 100 games plus if they actually played the full 162 games instead of taking half the year off. Maybe. That's what they always seem to do. Uh, last one here on over, under, or repeat. The White Sox at 72 wins. Over. They are going over. They had a great offseason. Every other team in that division will probably go under, even the Minnesota Twins, although I think the Minnesota Twins are going to be close to a repeat. I think they'll go slightly under, mm. except for the White Sox. White Sox, I have finishing second in that division. Yeah. I, I think have they're going to surpass Cleveland this year. I have them finishing second, too. All right. So you have Cleveland third, and then it's your toss-up pick between the Royals and Tigers. I think the Tigers are still a couple years away. Yeah. I think the Royals still have the offense to uh, compete over Detroit. Detroit has nobody outside of Matthew Boyd. I'm saying that the White Sox, if I have to set my over-under on this, I'm going to put it at 85 for the White Sox. 85? I don't 85. know if they're a 500 team just quite yet. You don't think so? Do you think this team's going to have a losing record? I think that they're about an 81-win team. Uh, I don't know. I, I To me, I just they if they stay healthy, they can't finish below 500. They just can't. I, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, I, I use that way too okay, much. It's I, I, outside, outside of Lucas Giolito, they don't have the pitching to support any sort of thing. I mean, Tim Anderson, Jose Bariu, Eloy Jimenez, that's pretty good, mm -hmm. but it's not anything that's going to knock your socks off. Will it, though? No. It, it could. It could, it, maybe, I, I maybe it but could. that's three people. They're the core of a lineup that I believe should be at least above a 500 you team. Need, you need a leadoff, man. You need a guy that can set the table. That's what Brandon Crawford, like, when the Giants were winning the World Series, Brandon Crawford was that guy who was never, like an outstanding hitter, but he was so good at run producing. You take a look at what he was able to do, and you take a look at his average. You take a look at his uh, slugging percentage, and you're like, geez, this guy was not a good hitter. But then you take a look at his RBIs, and you're like, how in the world did he hit 240 with this on-base percentage and this slugging, I can't name it off the top of my head, with 95 RBIs? Because mm -hmm. he did that. Yep, He did. It's because he was a run producer, and I don't see anybody on the Chicago White Sox having that kind of run-producing capabilities. The the same kind where if there's a runner on second, and if there's a runner on second with no outs, you're just trying to move him to third at that point. If you're if you're legitimately trying to get a run, you're not worried about getting a hit in that in that point. Your biggest problem, your biggest priority is going to be just pulling the ball, just getting it in that area. So even if it's a ground ball, you can move that runner over to third. And the White Sox don't have anybody that can do something like that on command like that. That's why I really value a guy like uh, Bryce Hart, uh, sorry, Brandon Crawford. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's why I really value hitter. That's why I really value a guy like Brandon Crawford, a guy like um, Luis Arise. There, there's a good yeah. a guy like, um, what's his name, Tim LaCastro. Who? Tim LaCastro on the Arizona Diamondbacks. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, exactly. Fair enough. These are a lot of guys that sort of get overlooked, but they have that capability. They are run producers. They are run manufacturers without being strong hitters. So the White Sox need somebody like that, and they just don't at this point. Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hoefling with you. Let's take our last time out. Still to come here in the sports pen, the NHL and NBA playoffs are starting less than a month from now. Plus, 
We have March Madness one week away next on ESPN-UP. Check out the UP's local sports talk show, The Sports Pen, weekday afternoons at 4 on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP app. Welcome back. Tanner Hoops, John Michael Hoefling with you. Glad that you're along. If you missed any part of the show, it's available on demand at ESPNUP.com or online with our app. You can use both our online link and the app to listen to Westwood Patriot basketball tonight on ESPNUP. I'll be in Munising with the play-by-play as the boys get set for a district semifinal with the Mustangs. I had to go back a long time to find the last time Westwood played Munising in boys basketball. 2012. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be a tough one. It'll be a fun one, though. And you can hear it here on ESPN-UP. 6.45 pregame, 7 o'clock is the tip. I tell you what, that app last night uh, was doing its darndest to hold up. You know, this is a good problem to have because anyone who was listening to Westwood Patriot basketball last night, we were having technical difficulties at the beginning of the game. I talked to the studio and they talked back to me and I'm doing my darndest scrambling trying to get this figured out because I didn't know if the problem was on my end or if it was on the uh, on the studio's end. And the studio eventually says, we're good now. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, they figured something out, got it fixed. They didn't do anything. Um, what happened was our server was so overloaded because of how many online listeners, online alone that we had, was nearly 1,200 people. So that was a great problem to have. Uh, unfortunately, the problem resolved itself because so many people turned us off. <laughs> uh, because they couldn't get the broadcast cleanly. So good problem to have, but uh, shoot, you know that's, just, that's a bandwidth issue. That's on like AT&T or Verizon. I don't know what, yeah. what, what service we have there for the iPad. I think I saw somebody on Facebook complaining about that. Oh, yeah? And then they proceeded to go to our sister station, the, uh, the Wolf which is 97.7, who had that game, too, because they covered Calumet. Did you just plug a competing station on, on here? Uh, I didn't say the... Wait, did I say the station numbers? Yes, you did. Oh, well, my bad. Not the numbers, the call sign. Oh, either way. Um, yeah, forget I said that. Let's move you, on. You, you want to move on? <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Well, uh, listen to that game tonight here on ESPNUP, or check out Local 3 or TV6. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, March Madness <laughs> is coming funny. up here. At least we think it's going to come up with the whole coronavirus uh, epidemic, what have you. Um, shoot, I love championship week. I really do. And it really gets going tonight. Uh, we had a few ACC games last night, what have you. But you know what my favorite tournament is? I'm an, I'm a, uh, I'm an ACC guy. My favorite conference tournament is the Big Ten. It honestly is. Why? I like the fact that, well, okay, I... I don't just, uh, I can give you the radio answer. I, I love the parody. I love the teams, the competitiveness. I love their big spinny pinwheel logo at center court. It's really colorful. It's like a pinwheel. All right. That's always done it for Do me. Do you also like uh, Apple Macs and stuff because of their pinwheel when things aren't loading? No, no, I hate that pinwheel. <laughs> hate that pinwheel because that usually means that something wrong is happening. But I love Conference Championship Week, man. It's like... You know that every team or a bunch of these teams are going to play on to the next week. And I grew up, you know, when Notre Dame basketball was pretty consistently making the NCAA tournament and then losing in the first round. I thought, eh, you know, even if they lose this tournament, they're still next week. Uh, that's not the case anymore, and it won't be the case this year. But I like it. You know, it's a big pageant. You have the pageantry, getting everybody together on one floor and playing that tournament atmosphere. In some ways, I like championship week more than I like like the middle rounds of March Madness. First couple of weeks of March Madness, can't beat that. That's unbeatable. No. But Championship Week provides its own atmosphere. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Yeah. Really is. It, I mean, it, it's a good time, I, but I, I can't say that I prefer it over March Madness. Well, once you get to, like, 
you know, when all the parody, the upsets are over and everything after the first couple of rounds, and then you get some teams, like my team's usually out by then. So did you really like when Loyola uh, Chicago? I did like that. I really did like that because I like following their run. A couple of years ago, wasn't there a seven seed and eight seed that made it to the uh, finals? I'd, I think I'd, it was Connecticut and Louisville. Might have been. Uh, Syracuse was an 11 seed like three years ago and made the final four. Yeah. Played Oklahoma? No. Uh, somebody else played Oklahoma. And I mean, just, Loyola was an 11 seed. Uh, Vill- Villanova made. blew out Oklahoma that year. I remember that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Loyola was an 11 seed, then lost to Michigan in the final four. Mm-hmm. That was fun, though. I like those. I, you know what? I'm on the Ramblers bandwagon for that. Yeah. I don't know if they're good this year. I don't even know if they won their conference or if they're going to the no tournament idea. again. No, it's like uh, UMBC. They had one of the greatest moments in NCAA tournament history, and I think they finished dead last in their conference this year. <laughs> I mean, two years ago, they became the first ever 16 seed in men's college basketball to knock off a one in the NCAA tournament. This year, they go like 4-16 and 16 in conference play. And then Virginia proceeded to win the very next year. <laughs> so what kind of story is, like, I'm, I've been trying to predict and trying to see, like, what kind of story would be there? What kind of anything would be there to try and predict a winner for March Madness this year? And I can't find any sort of thing. I can't either. I mean, this is a wide open as I can remember it. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're at the point here where we've been looking for the next Zion. We've been looking for the guy who's the face of we've college basketball We've been looking for a star. We've been season. looking for a team. And exactly. We, there's nothing. And it, you know, James Wiseman decided to uh, leave early for the NBA. Uh, that didn't help. I mean, who is the face of college basketball? Is it, is it Yadoka Azabuki? I mean, <laughs> I, no, I, I don't think he is. I, honestly, the most famous, most dominant player, the face of college basketball this year, I believe, is a woman's player. I believe it's uh, Sabrina Ionescu from Oregon. Maybe. I think, it, I really do. She has a very, very, very strong case. Yeah. I mean, you're making it right now. Mm-hmm. But it, and it's... It's it's unfortunate to say because this is the first time in a couple of years where I'm. This is probably the least hyped I've ever been for March Madness. It, I, I'm kind of hyped though for it because of that. I, but because I don't know. There's no clear. I don't know. You and I have favorite. differing opinions on that. It's like you. I don't know. It's why I think the NBA really rose in popularity mm-hmm. uh, in like the last ten years. And there's that legacy, that dynasty that you want to root against, or there's that one team that you really want to show out for and whatnot, right? Well, everyone's still going to do that against, like, Duke, but they're not going to win a title this year, we don't think. No, 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 see, that's the thing. That's the thing. You know that Duke's not going to win a title, or you're pretty sure that Duke's not going to win the title. Mm -hmm. So you don't really have that energy. You don't have that reason to want to root against them and whatnot, right? But you could root for Virginia last year because of how far they fell the year prior and stuff like that. There's no sort of story this year, and there's nothing to show out for. The NBA, you can root against the Warriors. You can root against LeBron James. You could root against the Miami Heat back when they had the big three. And guess what? It was such a good feeling, right, when their team didn't win, right? Mm -hmm. And it was heartbreaking when their team won. We don't have that this year. Who are you going to root against? Gonzaga? Gonzaga's not going to win. Duke's not going to win. Louisville, they might, but... I mean, I doubt it. There is, so you need a villain in order to be compelled. Is that what you're saying? Do you need something? Yeah, you need a, there, there needs to be a team. I chose Duke last year. Mm-hmm. Does that mean I wanted Duke to win? No. Gosh, no. And I felt so good when they lost last year. But I need something that says, hey, this is a team that everybody is trying to beat. This is a team to watch out for. This is a team where when you see them on your schedule, you think there's no chance we have. We can't win that game. And then you do. Gosh, that's a great feeling, right? But there's not that feeling right now in college basketball. I respect that. I respect I just I feel that since it's more balanced that anybody could win, to me, that's what's compelling about it. 
Uh, either or, any predictions on the Stanford Cal? basketball game tonight in the Pac-12 tournament. Yes, I do have one prediction, and it's that uh, nobody will watch. <laughs> do you know anyone on Stanford's basketball team? I have zero idea about anybody. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I've, got, uh, I've got Stanford here right in front of me, pulling up their roster. Uh, Daniel Begovich. Um, Sam Beskind. Dejon Davis. Rodney Harrington. Terrell Tyler. Isaac White. And Bryce Willis. Some of these names just sound like they, they were randomly like, put together was, in like a video game. I was literally about to say they sound like 2K-created names. <laughs> Terrell uh, Tyler. That's the most 2K name I've ever heard. Are these even real people? I mean, Spencer Jones, James Keefe. I'm not convinced these are real people, that, this, that anyone on the Stanford roster is a real person. The, I mean, I assume so, right? Keenan Fitzmorris. Does that sound Keenan like? Fitz- that oh sound my like gosh, <laughs> Keenan Fitzmorris. That's the guy. He has generic face too, <laughs> with a chest size of sixteen, and he's going to be playing for some random the Charlotte Hornets drafted in the second round. I'm not convinced that anybody on the Stanford basketball roster actually exists, or that these are the names That's of the real word- people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Keenan Fitzmaurice. <laughs> Either or, uh, before we sign off here, before we run out of time, we are less than a month away from both the NHL NBA playoffs. Are you at all compelled for that? Because yeah. no, you, you I, are. I am. I'm not, I don't care about my teams making it and whatnot. I'm still going to do an NHL bracket. I don't care about the NBA bracket because you can sort of predict the NBA. Mm-hmm. But the NHL bracket's going to be really interesting and whatnot. And there's there is that team that I can root against. Okay. Nobody wants the Tampa Bay Lightning to win a cup. Did you want them last year? No. How good did it feel then when they got then swept the, out? Yeah, in the first round by Columbus. <laughs> Gosh, that felt so good. And then you could also root for San Jose and St. Louis last year. Yeah. You, well, you for could both root for San Jose. Well, you could especially root for San Jose. I could especially root for San Jose. Well, but it, it, like a lot of people could root for San Jose because it's like get Joe Thornton a cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could also root for St. Louis, though, because... Just get St. Louis a cup in general. Well, then we had the villain come up there in the final series with Boston because Boston was winning every championship. At the time, the Patriots and the Red Sox were already defending Isn't champs. Isn't it great how a city, just in general, can become a villain? Yep. That's awesome. That's exactly what happened. And the Blues were someone that you wanted to root for, that they could win their first cup after being dead last in January. And Boston was a city that no one wanted to see win anymore. Yeah, and there's still storylines like that uh, this year. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning are are an incredible team, and you don't want them to win. A lot of people are still cheering for Sid Sid the Kid and Ovi and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Vegas Golden Knights are still a team that everybody wants to see win. The Colorado Avalanche are young and exciting, so there's still storylines to look out for and whatnot, but... I don't see that in college basketball. Let me give you this here before we sign off. Let me give you the first-round matchups. If the season ended today, you tell me who you would pick. Uh, We'll start over in the Eastern Conference. The Bruins against the Blue Jackets. Bruins. think so. All right. Uh, The Washington Capitals would get the Carolina Hurricanes. Caps. All right. Uh, No upset so far. Tampa Bay and Toronto. I do really, really, really like Toronto. But it's been a long time since they've won a playoff series. Yeah. I, I Every year I pick them to win and make it to like the Eastern Conference Finals or the Stanley Cup Finals, but mm-hmm. they never do. So I'll, I'll still pick Tampa there, but that doesn't feel good. Philadelphia or Pittsburgh? 
I'll take Pittsburgh. All right. That's what I like to hear. I mean, they they have three less points than Philadelphia right now, but the head-to-head, it's been strongly in Pittsburgh's favor. How about in the Western Conference, Colorado or Dallas? I actually think Dallas would have the edge there. Really? Okay. I think Dallas is stronger in goal. I think they're stronger uh, up front. The only problem would be their defense and their special teams, but I don't think that's going to be too much of an issue. The Blues or the Predators? Blues. Um, The Golden Knights or the Canucks? That's a tough one. That could be a good series. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a good one. I'd probably pick the Golden Knights, but I wouldn't be surprised if that goes six or seven. Edmonton or Calgary? Edmonton. Yeah, I would have to think so, too. Edmonton, Connor McDavid's going to make the playoffs mm-hmm. this year. Man, the greatest player in the game, according to Michael, is going to make <laughs> I, it for the you second guys, time you in guys, his career. Hey, is Mike Trout the best baseball player? Uh, probably. Probably. I would say probably. Question mark. Eh, I don't know. Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. Probably, but still, making the playoffs in baseball is compared to hockey very different. Who, who's, the, who's the best baseball player of all time in your eyes? Oh, boy, I... I have no idea. I have no way to... Willie Mays won one World Series? I have no way to even try to measure that. I mean, baseball just has changed well, I mean, so much. Dude, championship, championships aren't really my be-all, end-all. No, and they like, shouldn't be. Who's the greatest hockey player of all time? Probably Gretzky. Right. Probably. I, I want to say Lemieux. That's my guy. Okay, okay, I know okay, he's not. You know, if but, he, but if he like, played his whole career, okay, he might so, so you So you have Gretzky and Lemieux, right? Mm-hmm. You didn't name any of those Canadians that won 11 championships. Well, yeah, because there were like six teams in the league back then. Yeah, but still, it's like they won the most. Or who's the best basketball player of all time? I, I say Jordan. Notice how you didn't say Bill Russell. No. The, the championships aren't the end-all, be-all in my eyes. I, I would agree with that. It's, 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 it's a team sport for the most part. I think basketball is the least team sport of the big four. Mm. So I think you need championships in basketball. But other than that, baseball, hockey, if you don't win championships, if you don't even make the playoffs, that doesn't take away from your greatness in my eyes. Can you name anybody from those 11 Cup Canadian teams besides no. the, the, the Richards? I, I, I couldn't either. Yeah, I don't I, think I could. I wrote, I wrote a whole article about this uh, mm-hmm. way back in the day. This is like two and a half years ago now, uh, where uh, I basically said championships aren't the thing. You're never, ever, ever going to name a Canadian as one of the best hockey players of all time. No. Yeah. No, and nobody I, I, will ever name Bill Russell as the greatest basketball player well, of all time. Well, because there was like six teams in each league back then. Their titles are about as valid as the Golden State Warriors. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if, if, the, if the Warriors sign Giannis... If. They, it won't happen. Yeah, but if. Um, and then Steph wins finals MVP. Would that validate Steph? Maybe. In your eyes. I think Steph is validated, but I know that your big problem with him is that he hasn't won a finals MVP. Well, and, you know, they're kind of front runners. What do you mean? I, I think Steph is the biggest front runner in the game, to be honest with you. What do you mean? What do you mean by a front runner? When he's out there, he's dominating in the most low-pressure moments. Uh, the high-pressure moments... I mean, they he's had some big shots, what have you, but he's never been the reason that a team has won a championship. Fair enough. That, I, I think I think the second time the Warriors won the finals with Kevin Durant, uh, Steph should have won that MVP. Think so? He he won games three and four for the uh, no, sorry, he won games three and he won games two and three for the Warriors that year. In my eyes, we could uh, go on and on about that. We should have done that. Unfortunately, 
out of time. Always good having you, though, my man. What's coming up at uh, at ABC 10? Nothing much, man. We just got a bunch of districts that we're following and whatnot. Tyree's been trying to work on another sports trivia, but we can't mm. figure out we can't figure out the the right like theme and whatnot. We always want to have a theme. Oh, you need help coming up with a theme? I'd oh, love we, to come up with a theme. That. You, you want to come up with a theme? Yeah, let's come up with a theme. theme. We were thinking about doing one for high school basketball, but we were like, not enough people are going to know about high school basketball. Oh, you no, know, you're wrong. No, 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 I know. I know exactly where to where, where to, to go you. for that. I, I, I will do it here once we sign off. Okay. Uh, John Michael Holfling here with me, Tanner Hoops. Thanks for being with us on ESPN UPWZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.